If you guys love the podcast, you want to get the audible version of my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, at capitalistbook.com. A user named just Jay on Amazon said this in a review, a four-hour work week for 2019. He goes on to say, I bought this book because I read somewhere that it was like a four-hour work week of 2019, and it absolutely delivered. The book delivered on both big ideas and has specific actionable templates, including unredacted and minimally redacted emails. This book is not chock full of self-promotion or useless platitudes, but is broken down into four key rules explained in solid detail and with specific and often amusing anecdotes. Reading this really got my wheels and my head turning of how to be resourceful, which many say is the ultimate trait of a successful entrepreneur. My favorite of the four rules is blank. You have to go read the review to find out. But guys, thanks for supporting me on the podcast. I hope you go grab the book on Audible today at capitalistbook.com. Team of seven, birdseed.io, started building it in 2017. He's put $450,000 of his own money in, got that money from his past sale of his past company, today burning 10 grand per month, pre-revenue, competing with Drift, Intercom, and other conversational marketing platforms, hoping to scale his first, you know, call it 100, 600, 160 signups, 700 to date, have really come from things like the Hustle newsletter, sent out to 650,000 people, 2,500 clicks to the website, 7% converting to a free user. Uh, now the challenge is, can he monetize? This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're a bit strapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Drew Sheehan. He is the founder of a company called Birdseed. In 2010, he started a GPS fleet tracking business from his upstairs bedroom that would eventually rank number 126 on the 2014 Inc. 500 list. He sold that company in 2016 to pursue solving the number one issue he encountered while scaling a business that generates website leads. That business has become birdseed.io. Drew, you ready to take us to the top? I sure am. All right, break it down. What does Birdseed do? And are you a SaaS company? We are absolutely SaaS. Uh, everything we do is all about a recurring uh, revenue model. Um, the story of Birdseed really came from that previous business you just mentioned. Um, the majority of our customers found us online, and that was yeah. how they became a customer of ours. And uh, you know, we were typically using back in the early 2000, you know, 2010, 2011. Most of our business came to us through pay per click. Mm-hmm. But as things evolved, obviously, it uh, became more of social media and social media ads, uh, content, forums, and, and just different ways that people would find us. But we were always driving potential customers or, that would become clients to our own web properties. So our own website, our own landing pages. We didn't really have funnels early on, but that type of thing. And we were really good at driving qualified traffic to our website. And once they made contact with us, we were really good at closing or winning the business. But we had this constant battle of just a drop-off of whether it was 95%, 96%, whatever it might be, you know, the majority of the people just wouldn't contact us. And we couldn't figure out why because they found something interesting about us, 
but they didn't, you know, move forward in, in the relationship. Drew, you're talking, you're talking about your first company. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So fa- I think everyone gets this problem because there's sure. a ton of companies now addressing it and they're right. huge company. So walk me through where you see Birdseed fitting into the intercoms, the drifts of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, what we did was we basically took all the different tools that the different types of visitors that would come to your website would need. So we look at like categorically, uh, you know, your early stage, people who are still just trying to find information, gathering information, uh, those that really are trying to qualify you versus other people, those that want to contact you, just have different preferences for how they do so. And then the biggest challenge being that the average small business who we cater to, um, they want to contact you. But frankly, if you're open 40 hours a week, the majority of the time you're not available. And even when you are available during those business hours, it's very tough for a small business to support live chat. And so my point is in reference to the intercoms and the drifts of the world who do a wonderful job of building just a phenomenal product. I think for most small businesses, the challenge they have is, yeah, but what if I can't respond live to someone? And you see Drift who's gone the direction of the chat bot. You see intercom in terms of staffing it. The biggest issue is actually staffing the live chat 24-7. Drift is now doing this automated via chatbots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so how are you fitting into the picture? Right. So we take all those tools and instead of trying to hide them in different places or, or put them in different places on your website, we build all those different tools into one button. Mm-hmm. And you can customize which tools you use based upon your availability. You'll show different tools. But ultimately, I think where we win or where we potentially stand out is on four fronts. Uh, the first one is, is that we're easy to set up. Within about 15 minutes, you can get a number of tools live on your website. Uh, it's easier to support, as I mentioned, even if you're not there to support, you know, responding to someone with a live chat, they can schedule a meeting with you. They can look through testimonials. They can do a whole bunch of different things and still be engaged no matter when they visit your website. So how much have you put into the business so far? Because you're pre-revenue to date, right? We are pre-revenue. How much have you invested? So I would say somewhere around 450,000. Okay, and that's um, mostly your own money. But the product is fully built and that is my own money, correct. Okay, yep. and so people are gonna be wondering, wait, where do you get this money from? And, and you're, you got this from the sale of your past company, right? Correct, yeah. On uh, the sale of, uh, I was able to exit that business successfully. Yep. Okay, and did you have any, did, you, did that company raise any capital or no? I did not. Um, I, you know, as you mentioned, grew it out of my upstairs bedroom, grew it relatively slowly, which is ironic about the the Inc. 500 since it's based on, you know, quick growth. But um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I think we just were very fortunate and did a lot of the right things at the right time to be strategic in terms of as we grew, um, you know, be able to do the the right things to continue to bring in new customers. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. Okay. So 450,000 bucks into the company so far, what's the team size? How many people you have working on the, the code? Small. I mean, the majority of them are, are developers. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, we have one main developer I've been working with for about seven years. Um, the, How many the, total? Probably five developers. Okay. And total team is what, six, including you? Uh, no, we probably have seven. Someone who handles a lot of the social media um, uh, in, in-house, um, in, in the office, um, one support person full-time. But it's not a matter of, uh, you know, not being able to. It's just making sure that we have the right staff to support the business as it scales. Yeah. Well, so here's my big, like, here's my big thing with you, right? Like we met in New York. I know you're a really smart guy. You sold the last company for a lot of money. Um, the product is actually a really good product, but it does so many things. It makes it difficult for you to deliver a message, a mousetrap, right? That will get you flocks of new users. So like, what is the one sentence mousetrap you hope to go to market with to start signing up paid customers? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the key is understanding, you know, going back to what I was mentioning before, is that it's not about you as the business. It's about understanding that every quote unquote hit to your website is a different human being that has different things they're looking for, especially depending on where they are in the sales cycle. And so until someone recognizes that just having a one size fits all approach doesn't work, you're kind of missing people. And so, you know, again, for us, yes, you're going to customize it, but allowing you to build whatever the right tool is or the right set of tools for your particular business, they're into that button so that they can choose how they want to move their relationship forward with you as a business. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, is simplicity, right? I mean, we have shorter attention spans as human beings than we've ever had. And within the first couple of seconds, if you can't find something that, that makes sense for you or that intrigues you, then you're going to move on. And mm-hmm. ultimately, instead of going through the route of trying to chat with a bot or something else, we're going to deliver those things right there within the first couple of seconds for different types of visitors. So just to be clear, if someone installs your widget, the Java, it's a line of JavaScript on their right. website from Birdseed, yep. they're doing live chat, are they paying you more or less typically than they pay Intercom or Drift? Yeah, so it's appreciably less. Uh, we operate on a freemium model. Um, you know, our, our, our whole product, we give away for free. We limit it to two account users, but for the majority of our, who we believe will be our business, which is small to medium-sized businesses, two account users is probably enough for them. Um, we have two upgrade packages, but yeah, I mean, we use the freemium model as an acquisition strategy, not so much as a monetization strategy. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, so when do you turn on revenue? When's the paywall going up? Yeah. So, you know, uh, we're talking today and, um, we do have a, um, a pretty large opportunity to, uh, bring on some, uh, a, a large, uh, group of free users for a short period of time. Um, after that point, once that, that time frame is up, we are going to allow people to start choosing one of the upgrade packages. Okay. So probably so, within the next 60 days. Got it. So you're hoping that people hit that limit. They want more than two seats. And then that's when you can introduce kind of the paid plans. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it, we're, we're one of those companies that I think has an opportunity um, where the freemium model really works for two reasons. One, mass market. I mean, there's a lot of websites, uh, you know, in this world. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the yeah, website. Drew, I think the, the, the only way to make freemium work though, is people have, you have to be the tip of their tongue when they talk about a space. So like Drift has branded conversational marketing. David's sure. written books on it, right? Um, yep. You know, Intercom is known for its kind of thing. So like freemium will work, but you have to get the flywheel going. And so the question is like, what about your flywheel is more or less compelling than Intercom or Drift, right? Like how are you going to capture the free market? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think the, the key is finding channels where the conversions of, uh, you know, clicks or, or seeing us to free users to begin with is very high. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, you know, just a real common need that website owners or people who are marketing online have a website. And I do think overall, you know, we have a better mousetrap, so to speak. Nothing that we're doing is rocket science per se. But I think we've made it easier and more efficient for the small business. So yeah, you're right. It's a matter of visibility. It's just a matter of... Do you think you're at a disadvantage that you sold your first company for so much money? Uh, in what sense? Because you can keep funding this. Like You don't have to make money. So you're not really forcing yourself to think about how to make money. I think it's allowed me some opportunities in the sense that I'm not making decisions that are based on short-term uh, potential goals. Um, so I'm not forced to do things 
that would not um, really be the right play long term. Uh, but I do see what you're saying in the sense that it kind of allows me to put off uh, making sure that we monetize and, and that this becomes a, a for-profit company. Um, but no, I don't because I think, you know, bigger picture, I've seen success. I was very fortunate. I mean, the sale of the company was, was uh, you know, many millions of dollars. And, and I think, you know, the key for a lot of people early on is understanding and believing that when they build that product, it's going to be successful. So, you know, yes, I think making sure that we find the right audience for our product is key and crucial. I just really believe that we'll be able to connect with that audience. And, you know, that's, that's name drew name two tests. You're going to launch. You have some things in your pipeline in terms of paid marketing. You're going to try name two of them. Yeah. So, you know, we just did one. Um, it was with a newsletter called the hustle. Um, how to do it did, you know, I think on our part, it did pretty well. Uh, frankly, it went out to about 670,000, uh, people. Uh, we did it on a day that we thought would be the best because we were the only sponsor of the, the newsletter. And what were the results? How many clicks did you get? Yeah, we got about 2,500 clicks uh, to the website. And yeah. um, our conversion rate was about 7%. So we had 7%. We had about about 160 signups uh, within a 24-hour period. So 160 from the 2,500 clicks signed up for like a free, new free account. Correct. Yep, a new free and- account. Got it. So, I mean, so you're basically, and what did you, I mean, what do you pay for something like that? Is this a grand or 10 grand or a hundred grand or what? Uh, it was around, uh, around 10 grand. So I think they, they estimate, I want to say about two cents per cent. Yeah. So if I divide 160, which was the f- number of freezers you signed up into 10,000, that means you paid about 63 bucks to get a new free user. Are you confident you can convert enough of these freezers to pay to make back that 10 grand in a realistic amount of time? Yeah, you know, it is early. So in terms of a lot of those numbers, um, we're trying to figure out exactly what our lifetime client value will be, obviously. Uh, but what I would tell you is, is that what we're estimating is about two years. Um, you know, I think in the small business you know, space, one of the problems you deal with is churn that really is not controllable. Um, you know, a lot of those businesses, frankly, you know, they just close up shop. And uh, so I think, you know, that's something we have to factor into our churn. But you know, we have two upgrade packages. One's $39. The other one's $99. Uh, we also offer an But no one's plan. purchased yet, right? Correct. We have, I mean, honestly, we have a, a number of people that would love to turn it on. Um, frankly, we just, we've been really hesitant to make sure that we can support the product completely and feel Drew, turn on the money machine, baby. Turn yeah. it on. Yeah. Well, you know, we've done, that's another story for another conversation, but we've done a lot of things to um, really make sure that you know, to your point, I think in this world, the visibility is going to be the biggest, you know, the biggest advantage and the biggest disadvantage. Um, I think advantage in the sense that you see this and you go, oh my gosh, and that's what's happened a lot of times. I can't believe no one's done this before, you know, um, and so I want to sign up right now. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest disadvantage is, is that attention is so difficult to come by that I think if you don't put your best foot forward, it's easy for someone to dismiss you and go, okay, you know, I've seen them. I'm good. I've moved on. And so, you know, sure. again, but you want to start, my point is like, you want to get the feedback loop started, right? Like you, don't, you, you know what I mean? So you're right there. Anyways, look, we're running out of time. Quick yeah. last questions here. You launched this company in what? 2017? Uh, the early 2017. Yeah. So we're about two years. Okay. So you spent 450 grand over two years building this pre-revenue to date. How much capital are you burning today? Very little, uh, just development at this point. Like how much? Um, Probably, I mean, again, it depends on the uh, the month, but probably about ten grand a month, maybe twelve. Okay, got it. And then again, revenue coming on in the next kind of four to six months. 
Yeah, we have a number of, of ways. I mean, we have about 700 companies that have signed up overall. I think if we were to literally flip the switch tomorrow to say, hey, you can sign up for this, you know, uh, kind of like Loom, I, I think about 10% of those, those uh, businesses would automatically just say, hey, I'd love to spend $40 a month to be able to remove branding and add a couple more users. So why not do it though? That's my thing. Like, you're there, dude. Like, why, yeah. what are you scared? What are you, you're, something, you're scared about something. What are you scared about? I, you know, for me, I think because we're a small team, it's a matter of, we want to just make sure as an example, if I'm going to take $40 a month from you, that I can support it well. And, and I think, you know, we're very, very close, truly. But you're a caring dude. I don't think you'll have any problem supporting them. I can't wait for you to turn it on. So look, let's wrap up here now with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? You know, I don't read a ton, uh, but Blinkist was uh, an ad supporter on your podcast. Uh, I signed up for them. I love their product That's because great. I love bite size and, and give me the, the key points of things. Would you, do you have kids? I have two kids. Would you recommend my book to your kids? Well, you know, that was, was something we were going to get to, uh, I think, later on about the 20-year-old. But, uh, yeah, of course I would. I think the book's phenomenal. And um, I think there's a lot of practical tips that even – I've got a three-year-old and a seven-year-old, which, again, I'm, I'm kind of moving through one of your questions. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, right at seven years, right around that age, I think starting to, to think strategically about how can I find a way to carve a niche. Um, so, yeah, I would. And um, – I think books like yours are the type of things that people these days, now that we have all the different you know, methods, vehicles, tools to do something, you have to capitalize. Capitalistbook.com, guys. Check it out. Drew is one of the first readers. Number two, Drew, is there an under-the-radar CEO you're following or studying? There really isn't. I don't have time. That's Between okay. business and the kids. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? You know, today, I would say Slack. I think no. Slack's just a phenomenal tool. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? The mean and median uh, is very different. Um, I would say it probably varies from about four hours, depending on what we're doing, to eight, but probably an average of six. Okay, good. And situation, married, single, and two kids, married, right? Wife, 12 years, and uh, two kids. And how old are you? Three-year-old. I'm 39. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? You know, going back to kind of what we talked about before, I think the first thing is, is that that whole adage of whether you believe you will or whether you believe you won't, you're right. I think it's just so crucial as it relates to business. Um, you know, if you can't get over the hump of believing that something's going to be successful, no matter how many things get put in front of you, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I think that's the first thing. The other thing I'd say is, is that don't take on outside investors, partners, or capital unless you absolutely need it. And if you do, then, then go find it quickly. Guys, team of seven, birdseed.io, started building it in 2017. He's put $450,000 of his own money in, got that money from his past sale of his past company, today burning 10 grand per month, pre-revenue, competing with Drift, Intercom, and other conversational marketing platforms, hoping to scale his first, you know, call it 100, 600, 160 signups, 700 to date, have really come from things like the Hustle newsletter, sent out to 650,000 people, 2,500 clicks to the website, 7% converting to a free user. Uh, now the challenge is, can he monetize? Drew, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.